I'm Vince. I'm R2. We're two middle-aged guys from the Midwest with opinions on RPGs. Let's get into it. We're going to ruin your games. Oh. R2, would you put down your phone for like five seconds so we can record this podcast? It's, give, me a, give me a second here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk about kids, dogs, phones, food, and every other myriad distraction that comes up when you're at the table. And how do you keep your group engaged in the game? Okay, let's do the normal thing and lay out the problem statement first. I think this is one of the easiest ones I've ever done. Players do not pay attention at the table in the current world we live in. They just don't. They're just dialed out. And it drives me completely insane. Like, I hate it so much. Yeah. So much. Yes. What, what, what's, 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 so, what's so bad? What's going on? When I look around the table, even in our group, which is full of, like, great players I seriously enjoy playing D&D with and have played with for, in some cases, more than two decades. Do you know what I see most of the time? I see a bunch of people doing this. Our, our he, listeners he, can't see. He's looking at his phone. Yes. I'm just looking here. Let me look at... Oh, I got some Facebook Messenger messages. Oh, I better see what's going on. Oh. No. No. You better not. You better be here. Now. When I first... There was, there was a job I had when I first started. I walked into the office. All around the office. These giant posters that said, Be here now. Now, I wasn't sure why this corporate office was celebrating one of my favorite Oasis albums. But... Then I learned that what this was was some kind of big, you know, corporate communication thing that was all about be present in the moment. You know, if you're in meetings and stuff like that, you know, be be here now. We need engaged. to we need to extract maximum productivity from you. Yeah, correct. be present now. Yes. Now, corporate culture and 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 sort of that kind of thing aside, right? The DM does want to extract maximum productivity from you. Yeah, we're all here. We all decided to do this. Like, unlike a job. We're all doing this ostensibly for fun and all signed up to do this for our time together. Hopefully. Hopefully. And yet, most people at the table pay no attention. How many times are two? How many times? I have my glasses off and my hands in my face right now. Have we come to someone's turn in combat, which is theoretically the time where the engagement should be the highest, right? And... It comes to their turn, and they're like, okay, what's going on? How many enemies are there? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's actually the paradox of combat in a lot of systems, is that it should be a very tense moment. And a lot of times uh, in sort of higher stakes combat, it is tense. But a lot of combat in D&D, especially because D&D is weighted toward having regular combats, mm-hmm. a lot of combats aren't really tense. And, and don't have a lot of uh, weight to them. Yeah. And as a result, what should be a tense series of moments where players are very dialed in and interactive, uh, because of the nature of how actions and reactions work, 90% of the time in combat, you're not doing anything. And there, there's always something being done, but the amount to which your input is specifically required is very small, and happens on a specific initiative count. And yeah. then beyond that, unless you have any any reaction, any means of interacting with things off turn, you're just sitting there. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, okay? 
and look, you know, breaking down the the, the strengths and flaws of, of D&D combat, you know, in something like 5th edition or in across all editions, probably a good topic for another one that I don't know if we have it or not. I'll look. But nonetheless, you know, okay, you know the game Monopoly, right? Yeah. You know you're not supposed to actually, like, put a bunch of uh, money in the middle that you get when you land on free parking? Correct. Okay. Why? Well, that's a, that's a house rule. It is a house rule. Everybody does it. It's like this one of these house rules that everybody does. But but why shouldn't you do it? Because it, it weights things uh, more towards dumb luck. It also makes the game go much longer. Everybody complains about Monopoly. They're like, the game takes forever. No, no. Monopoly is a pretty fast game. Turns out capitalism creates winners and losers real fast. Yep. Okay. If you don't, if you don't prop up the losers effectively, right? If you don't subsidize the, the losers... It turns out people become destitute quite quickly. If you play a properly merciless game of Monopoly according to the rules as written, uh, the game does go relatively quick. It's probably still a couple of hours, but not much more than that. Right. And But yet, everybody does that house rule and then makes the game actively worse and then complains about how long it takes. I tell this story to tell because... By everybody being dialed out, like, well, D&D combat takes too long. Yeah, because every time it's someone's turn, we have to re-explain the entire situation to you. Right? Yeah, when you have to go over and, and restate the current board state, and these monsters are here, X monster is affected by fairy fire, you're in magical darkness currently, Yeah. Uh, these people over here are poisoned. Like, that does repeating that over and over again does chew up a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there have been times I've just been ready to lose my mind. Now, I know the siren's song of the phone. It sits next to us. Okay. I've, I've picked it up and looked at it before when I'm playing a game. It's not like I'm totally better than that. I do try very hard to stay dialed in. If you noticed, during this game, what I started doing was keeping, reaching over where I sit in our game, I, I keep a deck of cards. At my at my spot, and what I do is shuffle them in between when I, when it's not my turn actively, and the reason I do that is to have something to do with my hand, something to focus on, something that's keeping me interested, and I'll just like dead draw little hands, right? I'll just like lay down five cards and just see what happens, and I do that because it doesn't disrupt my focus at all. I still am dialed into what's happening completely, without because when you pick up your phone, that's it. You're in that world. Everything else falls away. Okay. Like, you're not paying attention. Despite your millennial belief that you can do two things at once, oh, you cannot. Oh, well, my millennial belief. Correct, oh, because that is a thing that your generation was born into. Much to, is a cross you will have to bear, unfortunately, <laughs> that you were born into this world. I was not, okay? And I am well aware of my own mental limitations. When I walk by a TV and it's on, I'm gone. That's it. I'm done. I'm not paying attention to anybody, Okay. I know I can focus on one and only one thing. And so the point of this episode, though, isn't Vince complains about people, about these darn kids on his lawn. No, it, it's not just Vince complains about phones. It's me complaining about dogs. Oh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> you, you hear the siren song of the phone. I hear the siren song of your dog's squeaky toys, Vince. Sure. Yeah, because they'll be upstairs squeaking their toys. I do keep them out of here most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Unless my wife is gone, in which case then we have to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. but uh, dogs, we love them. But sure. uh, a lot of times they're loud and disruptive and they yeah. need pets. And if that's happening while tense combat's happening, sometimes attentions get diverted to the cute dog that needs pets. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're playing in a house with children, which I would highly recommend against, like if you can play at anyone's house that doesn't have kids, that's always going to be the better choice. Yeah, I I get the pushback of, of kids at the D&D table. But the reality is that a lot of times people who can play D&D can't get away from their kids. Sure. Like if you've got a, a, a weekly or, or bi-monthly game going, babysitting's expensive. No, absolutely. And also, like... And not everyone just has the, like, their partner doesn't also play and is interested in just sitting home one night a week or something like that. Yeah, and a lot of times, me as a nerd, I've got a son. Yeah. Ideally, I'd like him to have some amount of interest in D&D. Sure. And it's going to be hard to accomplish that if I continually hide all of my D&D from him and don't let him actually, like, see me doing any of this stuff sure. in, in real life. Yeah, well, it's fine after a point. Once they're, like, actually a formed human being that's capable of thought, then it's fine. So, like, let's say age 11 or 12. Sure. Because before that, they're just basically, like, psychotic lunatics just running around uncontrolled. And, you know, as somebody who played uh, D&D, I met you when you were, what, 10? No, I was uh, 13, 14. What year were you born? 87. Okay, yeah, you had to be 13. Because I met you in 2001. Yep. Yeah, you were probably 14. Okay. You, I, I remember you being younger. I remember you having a rat tail, and I told you you were going to regret that greatly, and I was correct about that. A hairstyle you no longer have. You do have very nice hair, but you do not have a rat tail anymore. Ditch the rat tail, ditch the mutton chops. So, at any rate, you know, but you were you were never annoying or something like that, and, you know, your dad, who was a player at our table, uh, you know, he... He did have you around. You'd sit with us sometimes. But you, again, you were 14. You were fine. You weren't like a child needing attention. Like a six-year-old running around being like, eh, I want attention right now and I don't care about the rest of the world. Because that, and that's not their fault. They're just, their brains aren't formed. Yeah, I, I sat in on, on the table back then, not because I wanted attention. I I wanted to see what was going on. I, right. I, it was my first uh, introduction to tabletop RPGs. Yeah. And the... That whole experience was transformative. Uh, I think that uh, me finding D and D and magic and these these sort of games has altered the trajectory of my life dramatically. Yeah, sure, sure, hundred percent. And and, and I, was, I was I was thirsty for knowledge. And and I mean mine as well. You wouldn't be in my group right now, and I consider you you know one of my best friends. I'm I'm thrilled that you're at our table now, right? So you went from that kid who was just kind of sitting there to the side to now you know we we've played together now for. 15, 16 years or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, when I think about about all these distractions, food is another one. Like, we didn't mention food yet, but we should talk about food. Yeah, definitely. We I'm, I'm going to give everybody the food experience. So I'm going to roll the hit. I'm going to roll it. What's the AC? You can tell that Vince doesn't do the audio editing for this. Yeah, have fun with that. Look at that. Look at the bars. God damn it. That's going to be a nightmare for you. <laughs> Okay, so the, my computer agrees. Um, that's, I want to like strangle somebody when they go for the bag of chips and start crinkling it around all over the place. I'm just like, please stop that. Please stop. Please no. So sorry to everybody who was listening and you're, and you're just blew your earpods out with, uh, or your iPods out with, uh, with chip noises. But like, that's my point, right? We have all these distractions. How do you actually get a game? The one thing I will give full credit to for the theater kids who do actual play, okay, is that for the most part, they dispense with all of this. Yeah. Right? 
if you watch Critical Role or Dimension 20 or, or Nad Pod, like any of that stuff, the players at those tables are 100% dialed in, reacting to things, being excited. Uh, and that takes a lot of energy. It does. Like, they're focused, right? You don't see them. You don't. You don't watch them on YouTube and they're like scrolling on their phone on someone else's turn. You'd be like, what the hell is going on? Right? It would be insulting to you no, as, the, as the viewer. No, they're, 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 they're putting on that nice D&D performance of being on the edge of their seat for their, their yeah. party member's turn. Oh, will you make the roll? Exactly. They're, and whether they're faking it or faking it until they make it or really doing it, it's sort of irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't end, matter. Right? Because... All of those distractions get get subtracted away, and instead the players are there and present and engaged, and and it becomes a better experience. I have to imagine not only for the audience, of course. Most D and D games don't have an audience, right? And shouldn't. And shouldn't. But that's another that's another topic. Indeed, but it becomes a better experience for uh, for everyone at that table as well, right? They are dialed in. They will remember the moments that, uh, that that happen in with more clarity right because they were more present yeah yeah okay so the question that we set out at the beginning of this episode we've done nothing but list these various problems these are all the things that i hate yes the, <laughs> which is a perfectly fine i think that's like 90 percent of content creation it's just here's a list of things i hate that's the the reverse sound of music right but clearly, we have to offer some kind of solution, right? Let's, let's make this real, R2. Let's make this real right now. At our table, okay, you and Matt, I didn't ask, he didn't ask to be brought into this, but I don't care, uh, and... Me and Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You and Matt, I already said his name. I'm saying it again. Hi, Matt. Okay. Friend of the podcast. Yes, indeed. And and probably at least one or two other players, right, are frequently on your phones and distracted. Yes. Okay. Like, is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm not telling tales out of school here. No. I, like, fact is, uh, I love D&D. I also have ADHD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I... If things are going on and there's role play happening at the table, it's easy for me to dial in. Yeah. But if it's a combat situation, and I know my character's uh, capability to interact with things off turn is, is nil, I'm dialing out. Like I, if I try to remain dialed in, I can, but it takes energy and takes effort, and it's easy for me to just reserve, get on my phone for a bit until the next initiative happens, and then I can snap back in and take my turn. Yeah, the problem is when you're in like big fights. Where things, a lot of things do happen off turn. Yeah, and there's a lot of moving parts, and the the state other of people the are going down, and the, the like really matters, right? And and everybody kind of has to be aware. It's not just a sort of by the numbers thing. Okay, so can, is this a solvable problem? What it, like it's happening? Is it solvable, or, or is this just a thing I need to learn to live with? Like if I showed up at the start of every game, okay, and I put and I held out the Ziploc container. And was like, phones go in here. Everybody put them in. And then I closed the Ziploc and put it upstairs or away. And nobody had a phone. Okay. How quick does everybody revolt? I mean, immediately. Okay. 
I'm not a child. I'm keeping my phone. Because I really want to do that. Like, I've been <laughs> I've been inches away from walking upstairs to get a Ziploc container multiple times. Sure. I understand the impulse, but sometimes uh, my fiancé will need to be in touch with me. Yeah. And I'll need to respond to a message that they send. Uh, sometimes uh, I'll have a phone call I need to take. Mm-hmm. Like, the reality is that, unfortunately, we live in a more connected world. Sure. Where we're always online and always reachable. And... Uh, as attractive as the uh, uh, of an idea is to just take all the technology and put it away and play D&D by candlelight down in this dungeon. Sure. Which is very fun. Yeah, yeah. The reality is that, like, for a, a, a weekly game, I, I don't know that that's a reasonable expectation in the 21st century to have. Well, it's even harder because now multiple people have switched to doing their characters on some kind of digital device, right? Oh, yeah, like, and, and that's that's an incredibly useful device. Like, I, I personally prefer pen and paper, yeah. but a lot of people, uh, D&D Beyond and other digital solutions are a lot more convenient, handle the math of things easier. Like, it's it's an easier way to, to make D&D accessible and fun for more people. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going gonna, not gonna to say no tablets at the, at the table D and D Beyond's band. That's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. It would just be it would just be way too problematic because there's a lot of people who don't don't do math as well on the fly or don't remember every spell that they know and have prepared and, and or can cast and all of its effects and things like that. Right. Like yeah. you can't expect everybody to be a walking encyclopedia like you and I. Right. Yeah. Like uh, these digital tools are too valuable to people that need them to to even consider banning that sort of electronic device. Agreed. So then, okay, if that's off the table. If I can't put all the phones in a box, which again, I really want to do, all right, then what's the answer? Like, is there, I return back to my original question, is there actually a way to keep distractions minimalized? Let's let's leave the phone thing to the side for a moment. I think that the answer, unsatisfyingly, uh-huh. is that there is no silver bullet. Sure. There is going to be a certain amount of annoyance that needs to be allowed at the table in sure. terms of people's attention. Yeah, uh, I think that if you strip away snacks, dogs, kids, phones, if you stripped away all of that, you would still have people's attention wandering. Sure, you would still have people on the other side of the table, perhaps uh, falling asleep at times. Sure. Uh, uh, do you remember the red whippy measuring stick situation? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just literally a plastic stick. Yeah, like and the, the fact that we are stimulus-seeking monkeys sure. is, is something that's inescapable. If we're not getting the necessary sort of dopamine hit from what's going on immediately in the action at the moment at the D&D table, uh, attentions are uh, at the risk of wandering, and I think that's that's natural and to be expected to a certain degree. I think that everyone agreeing to a sort of best efforts, turning turning phones to vibrate getting most of the snacking and the food out of the way before the dice begin begin to be rolled. Yeah, for example, we have dinner uh, as a group before we start playing. Like, yeah. everybody shows up at a certain time. We know we're going to start at X. Everybody shows up at, you know, T minus one hour before X or whatever, yeah. or something like that. Everybody eats their dinner, and then we play. We have that time to, to eat, socialize, catch up with each other, talk about things, and then... When it's uh, when it gets to X o'clock, it's time to roll dice and and switch over. Yeah. And we don't have oh well. Did you see this trailer for X on on this like the sort of side? We talk. did that during dinner. Yeah, that's already done. That the time for that was is specifically reserved. 
and now it's D&D time. Uh, so I think just agreeing to sort of ground rules of let's try to get the snacking most of, mostly out of the way before things, let's get the chatter uh, done before we start rolling dice, and just uh, everyone puts in a best effort. Right. I think that's the, that's the most you can really expect without getting too draconian and, and risking ruining the fun of getting together with friends and playing D&D. Yeah. I think we've mitigated a lot of this, and I think it is all discussion. You know, you're right there, right? You, you, if, if, if this is a problem, then you got to have a talk with everybody about it. Because, yes, you're right. Im- implementing the draconian, everybody take all your phones and devices and put them in this box, and you're not going to have access to them, is one, unrealistic, two, overtly punishing, three, you're going to have revolts on your hands immediately, and four, just obviously counterproductive to letting people play the game in the way they want. Right. Yeah. So that's just bad. The food thing, like, I agree. Handle it beforehand. The kids, you try to either, you know, make sure your children are cared for, that you're at a place that doesn't have kids, or that they're old enough, or that they're that they're basically not in the room distracting you, right? Yep. Uh, the dogs, the pets, right? Um, I try to keep my dogs upstairs with my yep. wife and stuff like that. I can't always control when they squeaky toy, but you're right, it happens. Yeah, the, yeah. These variables are things that we can take steps to minimize, but none of them are things that can be eliminated. Agreed. And I think the... The phone is the toughest one, or the devices thing is the toughest one, because it is both the biggest attention hog. Like, it truly does break your ability to even be partially associated with what's going on in any way. Yeah, the, the magic box needs attention. Right. And it, like, openly slows everything else down. You know, one of the things I've thought about having a discussion about is, like, everybody should have their phone, have their phone out on the table, sitting on a book or something face down don't put it in your pocket keep it face down okay and that way you can't see what happens on the screen you can't see when you get a little new notification right the little algorithms pinging you like hey hey come back we need you feed us more more information for our delightful algorithms we'll resell to people and you know every few minutes if you need to turn it over and look make sure there's nothing going on set it back down right something like that that way it's there it's present it's not in your pocket buzzing, right? If it's on like a book, I'm saying on like a book as opposed to a hard surface. That way you can't hear it go every time, right? Because it will. Because it will. And if it's in your pocket, every time it goes, you get a little, do I get some new, do I have some fun message? Am I important? No. No, you're not important. Okay. No one cares. Nothing that just buzzed is anything. You didn't just get the call. You're not going up for the next for the Yankees next season or whatever okay like it's not happening you didn't just get the part it's fine it is telling you that somebody liked your photo on Facebook who cares Vince is talking specifically to you Joe Manganiello <laughs> uh he follower is of the podcast Joe Manganiello of course yeah well known I'm pretty sure he is important enough that he probably does need to check his phone a little more regularly all right all right Joe you get a pass he is he is getting told whether or not they're ever making a DC movie again or whatever he's doing I don't um, hope so. Indeed. Still want to see you as Deathstroke, Joe. Yeah, we'd, we'd all love it. Uh, he'd be a great one. So, the but my point is is that like I think having the open conversation around it is how you have to minimize it because the reality is the game is better when everyone is present, right? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what else to say besides that. We all know it and yet actively make our experience worse. Yeah. 
That's the paradox I'm I, I'm struggling to resolve. Yeah. And the the best solution is just try. Yeah. I think have an open conversation. Like I said, for me, I think that's the solution. Like keep the phone out, it's fine, you know, have it, put it face down, put it beside you, put it on something soft so you don't hear the vibrations. Just look at it once every ten minutes, make sure there's nothing going on. Good. Yeah. There you go. And I gotta say, like this all of this conversation, this is with the luxury of being able to sit at the same table with everyone in the same physical location. Yeah. A lot of these problems are magnified. Yep. If you're playing remotely over like a Discord or Roll20 or or Foundry. Or... Whatever. If you're playing over the interwebs. Yeah. Because there, you're, you've got a whole computer in front of you. Yeah. And you've got D&D Beyond uh, and Discord up. You've got a video conference uh, going maybe. But then you've got you got Twitter and Facebook and other other tabs open, mm-hmm. and those all require some amount of attention. You know, you and I have both DM'd remotely. Okay, when you're DMing for a remote group on Discord or whatever, do you find your mind wandering? Or are you looking at other things? No, no, never. And that's the great part about DMing is that you get to just exist in that state, right? Right. Like You have to be 100% dialed in because you need to be aware of what everyone's saying, everyone's doing at all points in time, what's coming next, what's the NPC, what's their, what are they saying, what's the monster doing, yada yada. Yeah. And that's... People who haven't DMed, that's really fun. Yeah. But when, my point when you is... Get, when you get used to it and, and, and you get used to the sort of flow of what you need to be doing as a DM... That part's really fun. Yeah, because it becomes a sort of zen state. Yeah. Right? You don't... Like, I don't look at my phone when I'm DMing. I don't have time to look at it. I got 50 players... Not really, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I got all my players asking me things. I got things going on in the world. I got things I need to pay attention to, do, act on. Right? Yeah. And, like, NPCs I'm trying to recall the specific name of, plot points I'm trying to recall the specific execution of, notes for what's coming up next monsters that i'm trying to look at the stat blocks for and 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 everything else right in that sense it's it's easier for dms to avoid getting dialed out and 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 getting into that attention deficit zone because there's never an off period the the closest thing to an off period that you get as a dm is when players at the table start having an in-depth conversation with them with each other on moral conflicts or things that need to be done yeah and even in that those conversations are usually so interesting. You're just dialed in, regardless, right? Because you want to hear what's coming, what's what, what's going to come of this. Yeah, yeah. the The issue is is I'd say non-existent for for most DMs who are who are dialed in and and doing what they should be doing. Yeah, I think that the the thing that I think you as a player should think about is your GM is sitting at the table and they are expending. A considerable amount of energy effort time focus right on you and part of what bothers me here is when i would sit at that table sit at the head of that table and look out and feel nothing coming back mm. where i'm i'm sitting there talking describing things interacting trying to make this a compelling game now maybe it's because i've written something tedious and boring Okay, maybe that's what's happened, and I'm a bad GM. All right? But fine, if that's the case, then just tell me, and we'll do something else, or I'll switch around, or whatever, right? Don't but, quiet quit on me. But but putting out putting all this effort to get no 
no response to, to use a ref, re, uh, wrestling term to get no pop from the crowd yeah it sucks yeah like it really sucks it sucks to look out and describe something and have to be like okay i'm so what are we what are you guys doing what's gonna happen next and silence right and you got like two people who are just like not even present you got two people who are kind of like thinking about it maybe they're looking at a book or their character sheet or something you know you got one person who's like looking at the other ones but doesn't want to pipe up and start like taking the lead right because that's not the type of person they are and 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 effectively you're you're putting all this energy out and just getting bupkis back yeah and And, that can be tough yeah so i mean i think that part of what we as players have to keep in mind and again i'm not exempting myself not trying to take the moral high ground here i know i've been guilty of this too but i've been cognizant of it for a little while now i've been really trying to correct my behavior right um but i think part of what we as players owe our game masters is engagement feedback attention you know that we dial in as much as we can because they have to be there and 100 percent present if they give less than 100 percent, the whole thing goes off the rails and sucks so why are you as a player giving 10 percent? and i think that that is sort of the when, when you when you think through that lens, yes, I am putting the weight of shame on you to some degree. Not you personally, R2, but like, you know, you, the person who's listening to this. I think that that frames it in a way that I hope makes people understand the stakes of what we're talking about here. Because if until you've sat there on the other side of that table and and, and seen that, that void of like blue lights up on people's faces, you know, and no one listening to you, you're like, why am I even bothering? You don't want that. You want the GM to feel like all the hard work they did is... Meaningful. Is meaningful, yeah. Anything else we have to say about this? Yeah, just... uh, Just in the future, do better, Joe Manganiello. I think that's totally fair. I hope we gave some tips. If you've got your own, hey, guess what? We've got an email down below. You should write us and tell us how you've solved this problem at your table or if it's a problem for you or with any suggestions for future topics. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review Five Stars is Awesome on or whatever the good rating happens to be on whatever podcast uh, app you're listening to this on. Uh, If you're interested in going deeper, um, I have a YouTube channel under Vincent Venturella that uh, focuses on Warhammer and miniature painting and everything like that. Uh, So go check that out. But as always, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this. We really appreciate it. And as always... We'll see you next time. I was kidding, Joe. I love you.